space. This is Pulp from Beyond the Veil. Ho, ho, ho. Greetings and salutations, Pulp listeners. It is I, your apple-cheeked elf on the shelf, Cody Sullivan, here to bring you cold wishes and spread holiday fear and merriment. Wherever you happen to be listening to this episode, we here at Pulp just want to wish you a happy and safe holiday, and best of luck and good fortune for the coming new year. Now, for all intents and purposes, I feel it necessary to say that this episode will exist outside the continuum of Season 2, and is in fact a bonus episode, a tasty morsel of pulp for this holiday season. We'll be pushing ahead with producing new episodes for Season 2 at our own discretion, and new releases will be something of a surprise. So if you can't get enough pulp in your life, be sure to subscribe to our program wherever you are listening. Now, with that out of the way, you're listening to Pulp from Beyond the Veil. Now let's begin. Now not everyone can easily slip into the Christmas spirit. Sure, they might listen to a bit of Burl Ives, a little Let It Snow. They may drink eggnog to their heart's content, but alas, the magic of the season remains just out of reach beyond their fingertips. Not to worry. In this tale, the Christmas spirit, seeing a man subjected thus, takes it upon itself to spread the holiday cheer. After all, nothing stokes the coals of Christmas more than the caroler at your doorstep. Look, it takes an awful lot for me, an adult male in my 30s who lives alone, to feel so much as a crumb of Christmas spirit. So when my doorbell starts ringing at 9pm when I'm relaxing in front of my TV Yule log on Christmas Eve, you could say I'm a bit irritated. Uh, what's up, Paul? Can I do something for you? To my surprise, it's my next door neighbor, Paul. He's an older guy, widower, probably pushing 70 by this point. Strange that he should be on my doorstep. I don't think I've said more than two words to the guy. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. As long as you love me so, 
Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. I wasn't expecting that. Paul never struck me as a particularly festive person. His large brick house stood stately at the end of the lane, looming over the rest of the houses, unadorned with wreaths and Christmas lights, much to the chagrin of our HOA, no doubt. Paul, Paul, thank you for the caroling. Uh, But I was just getting into the Christmas spirit myself before you came knocking. This year, the Christmas spirit is bourbon with a splash of eggnog, and I really need to be getting back to it before the ice melts. So, happy holidays, buddy, and uh, bundle up if you're going to keep doing this. The wind is freezing out here. He wasn't even wearing a jacket. Just one of his old flannel work shirts with the sleeves rolled up. As if that wasn't odd enough, he just sort of stood there on my doorstep. Big, stupid smile on his face. I just kept waiting for him to say something else and was ready to shut the door in his face when he began again. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Yeah, okay, um, maybe next time go a little easy on the cups of cheer, all right, pal? Uh, Have a good night, Paul. I was just getting cozy again in my recliner when I glanced at my phone and saw the notifications from my doorbell camera. There is someone at your door. Yeah, no shit. But as I was swiping through the old notifications, a new one popped up. There's someone at your door. I clicked on the notification, and it went to the camera feed from my porch, and I saw that Paul was still standing there. He didn't look right. He swayed in place, and his hands were balled up by his neck. His mouth was open wide in this horrible toothless O. And through the infrared camera, the pit of his mouth was black as pitch. He looked like he was choking. A hand shot out towards my doorbell. I could see he was pressing it frantically. Something was wrong with him, and I knew if this geezer died on my porch while I did nothing but sip eggnog in front of the fake fucking fire watching on my phone like a digital Scrooge, I'd probably end up in the clink before New Year's. Paul, man, what's wrong? Can you breathe? I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. He practically screamed the song at me as the tune left his throat with all the momentum of a bursting champagne cork. Jesus, Paul, what the fuck? But he didn't answer me. He just kept on singing loudly and out of tune. His head quivered with every bellow and flecks of tobacco-stained spittle dribbled out of his mouth and onto the gray whiskers of a three-day beard. His eyes bore into my own, and they were wet. He was crying. Paul, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but it's not amusing. Go home, call your kids or something, but get the hell off my porch. As I said this to him, he raised one of his balled-up hands above our heads. 
When I finished speaking, the hand sprung open, revealing a bundle of fresh green leaves with tiny white berries dangling down from his pinched fingers. Mistletoe. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. There was definitely something wrong with him. As he tried to close the distance between us, I backpedaled into my house and once again slammed the door, this time locking it. Just then, something on the other side of the door let out a howl. It couldn't have been Paul, and yet... I unlocked my phone and clicked on the doorbell camera app. The feed loaded up just in time to catch a glimpse of... Paul. Loping around on all fours through the snow, back to the other side of the house. The back door. My heart pounded in my chest as I made my way to the back door. It should be locked, but just in case, I stopped in the kitchen to grab the biggest knife I had. I approached the back door with trepidation, knife raised high. It sounded like he'd burst through the door at any moment. Suddenly, the pounding stopped. I dropped the knife. At this point, I've had it. Anger bubbled up inside of me, and I was tired of being toyed with. I just wanted to drink my eggnog alone with nothing but a few holiday tunes to keep me company. And now, this goddamn drunk decided that he wanted to scare me? No way. I reached for the door handle and flung it open and prepared to lunge at my neighbor and throw his ass off my back step. But he wasn't there. The only sign he was here were the deep bootfalls and handprints through the unshoveled snow in the backyard. It was quiet, cold, and windy. I had to make sure he was gone for good. Went back inside and begrudgingly pulled on a pair of boots and followed the tracks in the snow that led back around to the front door. No sign of him. But there was something on the welcome mat outside my door. I stepped onto my porch and picked it up. It was... a... a present? Hastily wrapped in what looked like reused wrapping paper, full of crinkles and small tears. It felt like a magazine or small book. I looked around for a moment, felt the chill of the night air, and opened it. It was definitely a book, but I couldn't make out the words. Too dark. The one time I actually wish I had strung up a few Christmas lights. I took out my phone and turned on the flashlight. It was a songbook. Classic and contemporary carols for Christmas. Great. That's not creepy at all. I went to open my front door and found it locked. Shit. Just then, I heard the unmistakable sound of footsteps through snow. I felt the floorboards of the porch sink under the weight. I felt frozen in place, with a chill as cold as the grave running up and down my spine. I... Uh, I didn't want to turn around. I looked back down at my phone and saw the notification. There is someone at your front door. My thumb hovered over the icon, shuddering and shaking from the chill. 
I finally pressed it. The infrared camera feed filled the screen, and it nearly stopped my heart. I could see myself frozen there, looking down at my phone, but behind me, inches behind me, stood Paul, every part my shadow, his mouth in that horrible O, and, worst of all, his arm outstretched above my head, fingers bent, broken, and curled around this tiny sprig of mistletoe. Oh, holy night! The stars are brightly shining! There was nowhere to run. I gathered up my courage and prepared to turn around and shove him off my porch so I could make a break for the back door. I spun around, and just as I did, quick as a flash, Paul's mouth grew twice as wide, and he clamped his lips over mine. Pain shot through me, my eyes rolled back, and felt like I was falling, falling, a falling snowflake above a darkened forest. Oh, hey, hey, Paul. Hey, Jared. Is everything okay? It's, uh, it's really late and I just put the kids to bed. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Ah, yes. Nothing like a holiday tune to get one feeling festive and frightful. But say, I'm getting a little thirsty. I know I had a glass around here somewhere. Damn it. Empty. Say, why don't you stick around for this next episode's sponsored ad break while I work up something to wet my whistle before our next tale? This holiday episode was generously sponsored by Richard Jensen, licensed taxidermist in the state of New Hampshire, who cooked up a brand new container for all of your holiday needs. Hello there. I'm James Reed, host of Science Night and contributor to Pulp from Beyond the Veil. If you're like me, the holidays are your favorite time of year. 
But it's not because of the presence. It's not the smile on children's faces. It's not even getting together with friends and family at your local super spreader event. No. The reason the holidays are my favorite time of year is simple. I get to drink as much eggnog as I want. Truly, I cannot get enough of the stuff. Drink it in the morning with my coffee. Drink it at lunch piping hot from my thermos. Drink it after dinner with some sweet, sweet spiced rum. Mmm. Mmm. But there is a problem. Oftentimes when I'm cranking out glass after glass of thick yellow libation, someone inevitably comes by and disturbs me and asks for a glass themselves. I hate that. That all stops this year, thanks to this week's ad sponsor, Nog Hog. Roll the clip. No, the clip. The Introducing Nog Hog. <laughs> Noghog is a brand new container for your eggnog this holiday season. It's big, it's brash, it's a hollowed out taxidermied head of a central European boar. Are you tired of people helping themselves to your mm-mm holiday thick juice? Then look no further than Noghog. Yeah, but how does it work? It couldn't be simpler. Simply unscrew the conveniently shaved skull cap of the taxidermied central European boar and pour the nog in the noggin. Brain cavity holds approximately 7.35 fluid ounces. Sizes may vary. That is easy. Hey, wait a second. How am I supposed to drink this noggin nog now that the nog is now in the nog hog? Simply pick up the nog hog, tilt the noggin forward, and your nog will come spilling out of not one, not two, but three different holes. Wow, the mouth and the nostrils, this is a great product. Thanks, nog hog, for letting me enjoy my nog at last. <laughs> so if you're tired of people opening up your fridge and saying, Oh, eggnog, can I have a glass, James? Then order Noghog today and get them saying... <laughs> Go to www.richardjensentaxidermy.net slash Noghog to order your one-of-a-kind Noghog today. That's www.richardjensentaxidermy.net slash Noghog. That's www.richardjensentaxidermy.net slash Noghog. Noghog. Pig out. <laughs> Wow, I'm really fortunate this year to have Nog Hog sponsor this uh, uh, show. Pulp listeners can get 9% off their order by going to richardjensentaxidermy.net slash noghog slash pulp from beyond the veil and entering the promo code Santa Claus at checkout. Don't miss out on this great gift this holiday season. Oh, thanks Nog Hog. I think I'll have some eggnog right now to celebrate. Ah, it is good. Wow, that was unhinged. You know what, I'd say a thing or two about that last ad, but I wouldn't want to look a gift bore in the mouth. Moving right along, 
we have just one more tale for you this episode. One last pulp story for the year. 2021 hasn't been much fun, but here's looking at you, 22. In this tale, written by the talented and twisted mind of Morgan Hamilton, we meet a woman seemingly like any other, in a situation I'm sure we're all familiar with. Another tedious social affair. Though, with New Year's Eve serving as the backdrop for this soiree, there is a certain naive optimism in play, a certain hunger to start the new year outright. So relax, enjoy the music, pick up a champagne flute, and let's join Sarah for our next story, New Year, New Me. This time of year is so hard for me. The dark and the cold, it just gets in my bones. Now is when I start to dream of warm places, of hot sand and water that laps against the skin. I suppose everyone has these thoughts, but it's hard to believe that I don't feel it more deeply than the others. Babes, so glad you could make it. What's it then, some self by? This night is the worst though. It's not good to be alone as the old year ends. I feel that old pressure the desperation to find someone. These people, the generational rich, they swim in decadence. They ride the waves of new wealth, letting in the occasional interloper, but it's always evident, we are not them. They speak in a lexicon we can't understand. They trade code with their smiles and their eyes. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Love the shoes, Valentino Sam. I know I shouldn't want this, that it would be easier to blend in and find my place literally anywhere else. But the truth is, I'd give anything to stay in this circle with the shining elite. They're young and beautiful and unburdened by worry. They're so light, they seem almost ready to drift away. I have to find that someone. And I told him to get in on the ground floor while he can. This shit is it's more secure than crypto. It's pan-global, it's pan-caste, it's pan-culture. It's the new currency. It's so future, it's post-currency. It's post-securities, because it is, in fact, security. Huh? <laughs> Tanner Schultz. His family does defense contracts, very well-heeled. But I know that he's divorcing a wife in Barcelona, and there's a kid involved. Too messy. Hey there, lady. Sashira Brighton. She's stunning, no argument there. But she's also an active socialite. A new gallery, a new show, the latest restaurant every night. It would be a lot. <laughs> what about him? In the corner, a hanger-on. Jason Matson, a newcomer. Something to do with virtual game design. Not exactly spectacular bona fides, but he's easy on the eyes and I like the way he listens to the animated conversations without interjecting. Maybe, if I can get his attention. Hey girl, you're looking thirsty. No date tonight? Kirsten. She's from money so old it's calcified. She runs these parties. Technically, the house belongs to her older finance boyfriend, but I've never seen him. What happened to Kyle? That smoke show you were sucking face with last New Year's. It didn't work out with Kyle. Oh, that's a shame. 
I always suspected he had a big dick. But don't worry, I'm sure there's someone out there who's perfect for you. I hope so. Some advice though, babe. It doesn't do to mope around looking so hungry. It just bums people out, you know? Like, go circulate, chat people up. John has some benzos, maybe it would loosen you up. Definitely wouldn't touch Kirsten with a 20-foot pole. She's right, though. I'm desperate, and these people can sense it. The clock is ticking, and I need to find the one. Ooh, they're getting the ball ready. My balls are always ready. <laughs> nice, Ken. There, by the ice sculpture, reading his beer label so he has something to look at. I know him. Trent something? He's old money, music industry trust fund, but not ostentatious. He wears the right clothes, but wears them uncomfortably. Is welcome here, but Kirsten wouldn't have been devastated if he didn't show. I like the way his hair falls over the top of his glasses. I watch him, and I know, with a warm certainty that spreads in my stomach, that he's the one. Hi! It's Trent, right? Oh, hey. Hey, it's, uh, it's Sarah? Sarah? You were at Benny's show. Do you want to go somewhere? With me? What? I was hoping you would show up. I, I'd really like it if you would come with me. Maybe we could go outside for a minute to talk? Oh, uh, we'll miss the ball, though. We won't miss it if we're together. Um, yeah, sure. Okay. Wow. Um, so... Cold, cold out here. Uh, I like you, Trent. Um, I... I like you, too. I mean, you're good-looking. You're... I like the way you look, and I like how you fit in. You're not over the top. Not flashy like the others. Well, I wouldn't say those are my best qualities. I was really hoping that you would be here. I want you to kiss me. Wow. Uh, <laughs> This is... I... I wasn't expecting this. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I'd like that, too. I, um, they're starting to count down in there, so we should go inside. No. Now. I want to right now. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. One last kiss for the old year. Trent? I was wondering where you were hiding. Where? Where's Sarah? I saw you guys sneak off together. Sarah's gone. Sarah had to go. Oh, well, that's okay. Better luck next time, right? Anyway, I don't really see her as your type. Oh, she was exactly my type. Interesting. Well, why don't you come back inside? We're doing whippets, and the first one to laugh has to buy Rafi's god-awful Yeezys. Come on.
Wow. I've heard of people wanting to transform their body as their New Year's resolution, but I have to say, this seems extreme. That's all we have for you this week, dear listeners. We hope to have made your holidays a bit brighter and definitely a bit stranger. The Caroler was written by C.A. Sullivan and performed by Cody Sullivan and James Reed. New Year, New Me was written by Morgan Hamilton and featured the vocal talents of Davis McGraw, Cody Sullivan, James Reed, Morgan Hamilton, Mara Hershey, and Dorothy Rose England. When you're finished with this episode, head on over to SciNight.com to find out more about James Reed's podcast, Science Night. He interviews many interesting folks, and they cover a wide range of sciencey topics. You can reach us here at Pulp by following us on Twitter at Pulp From Beyond, or, even better, by sending us an email to our address, pulpfrombeyond at gmail.com. Feel free to send feedback, suggestions, story submissions if you dare, or even just a holiday greeting from wherever you are listening. You can subscribe to Pulp from Beyond the Veil wherever you listen to podcasts, and I recommend doing so, as we are on a bit of a atypical release schedule at the moment. Before we draw this to a close, I just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy, and safe New Year. We'll be seeing you again soon, but in the meantime, I'm Cody Sullivan, signing off.